Hello, and welcome to the Empowerography Podcast. This is a platform created for women's voices to be heard and a place to share their stories, journeys, and successes with the world for the purpose of helping other women who might be on similar journeys. We are empowering women one episode at a time. I'm your host, Brad Walsh, so kick back, grab one of your favorite beverages, and enjoy the stories. If you're looking for jewelry that makes an impact on your self-care routine and your style, Empowerography would love to offer you a discount code to one of our exclusive partners, Quartz and Canary Jewelry and Wellness Company. Please use code EMPOWER15 to receive 15% off upon checkout at www.quartzandcanary.com. Quartz and Canary is truly the place where spirituality meets style. Hello there, Brad Walsh here, your host of the Empowerography podcast. Today, my guest is Sue West. She is an RN and an integrative health coach. How are you doing today, Sue? I'm doing very well, Brad. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time to be here today and share a bit about your story and your journey with us. I appreciate you taking the time to be here and I appreciate you. I know we've been scheduling and rescheduling and trying to get this thing done. So it's nice to finally be able to sit down and chat with you and have you here with me. So I appreciate your patience and I appreciate you being here. And thank you for having me on your podcast. I am honored to be here. So let's jump right in. Sue, as I mentioned, you are an RN. You've been an RN for over 33 years, working mostly in the labor and delivery room. (laughs) You're an integrative health coach. And last but certainly not least, you're a mother. How do you balance all that? And what does balance mean to you? Oh, wow. Well, when I hear the word balance, I feel balanced when I'm paying attention to all areas of my life equally, but never forgetting who I am. I think it's easy to become imbalanced when you you kind of tip the scales in other people's favors without first, you know, making sure that you're okay. You know, I balance it. It kind of is like day to day, depends on my schedule. Of course, when my children were smaller and needed me more, it was more heavy on them, but I just kind of take it day by day, but I try to plan out my week depending on when I'm working in the uh, surgery center and, and when I have time to focus on my coaching. Balance is, is such a huge part of things, especially when you're trying to balance your career and your family mm. and everything else, all the other things that come into it in everyday life. Absolutely. Now, you had switched over departments in your nursing career to the surgery center. What prompted that mm. switch for you? Oh, uh, there were a couple different factors. I thought I would live and die in the delivery room. It was it was my first passion and it always will be. I've always been attracted to helping women. And that's, you know, the delivery room, having a baby is probably one of the scariest and exhilarating parts of a woman's life. I had morphed over into a, a delivery room in a hospital and I appreciated a lot of the nurses that I was working with, but I I think I was spoiled by the place I had been for about 20 years. So I was getting kind of got to go to work again. Okay. Let me talk myself into this. Most days, you know, most days I was happy. Then my, one of my friends was the assistant administrator in a surgery center, which is right down the road from me. And she's like, Sue, you know, um, you'd be a great fit for this place. The lifestyle is a little bit easier, no weekends, no holidays. And at that time, my sons were getting into their teenage years and I wanted to really be home for them. Working in the hospital, I was gone for 14 hours a day when I was working. So it's a right. big chunk of time where I wanted to be there when they needed me. So it was like more of a family balance, family life balance. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense for sure. 
So what would you say then has been the most difficult or trying part of your career as a nurse? I would say kind of it's twofold. Most of the time in labor and delivery, it's a happy time. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> you know, through all the trials and tribulations of the mom having, you know, going through labor and having their baby. But every once in a while, unfortunately, it, you, you had a curveball thrown at you and you'd have a little bit of tragedy. Mm-hmm. And I had to learn to try to not bring that home with me, try to leave it at the door. And also everywhere you go, there's toxic people. So it's more of, I I had to really learn how to create a bubble around myself, around people that just weren't in, into like my energy field. So Mm. I think those are the two big things that difficult or trying part. So now how hard was that for you to leave the work at the door and not bring it Mm. home with you being a mother, especially? Yes, it's most of the time. And and through my years, I learned to dissociate myself from that. But there's been a couple of times where I just couldn't shake it. And I had to come home and just kind of cry it out. And, you know, one of the best parts, I'll never forget this woman. I don't remember her name and I wouldn't say it anyway for violations of HIPAA, but she had unfortunately had a tragic loss of twins. And uh, exactly a year to the day of her tragic loss, she came back and had a beautiful baby. I think it was a girl. And that just renewed my whole faith in the whole humanity. I was like, oh my gosh. And I went up to her and I said, I don't know if you remember me, but I took care of you last year. She was a Spanish speaking woman. I, mm. I speak a little bit. And she looked at me and just smiled. And that just made it all, yeah. you know, made it all better. That has to be one of those moments where you say to yourself, this is why I do what I do. This is why I do this work. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you also recently became an integrative health coach. Can you tell us what an integrative health coach is and what one does? Absolutely. So I went to a school in um, New York, all online. It used to be in person. I guess they went online for COVID. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. It's called the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. So integrative nutrition doesn't just look at the person's food. We look at the person's relationships, their spirituality, their physical movement, and their career. We kind of put that all together and ask the client, what goals do you want to set for your health? Because we've learned, I've learned through my my studies that if you make your own goals, you're more likely to want to achieve them. So, you know, we, I help the clients explore their health concerns. Like I said, setting their health goals. And then also we implement lifestyle changes and food changes to really help them, them feel their best. So I'm really like a guide on the side. I'm, I'm guiding them toward their health goals, you know, getting on them a little bit when they, if they slip. <laughs> well, you gotta, and, you gotta be that accountability coach too. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. In fact, a lot of my clients that I've counseled have said that, you know, they, some of them have said, I kind of know what to do, but I need someone to be accountable to and, and that's what I do. So you create, help create these well-rounded, because it's not just health, it's everything. It's mental health, it's physical health, it's, as you said, career, all of that stuff. It's, you're, you're, you're dealing with a very well-rounded package that you're helping these people achieve. Yes, absolutely. What inspired that for you to get into coaching and health and wellness? 
I, as for as long as I could remember, I've been into a more natural holistic approach to things, even though I'm a nurse and I have <laughs> a kind of a science based background. I think I got into nursing because I didn't, I wasn't aware of this whole holistic thing back in the late eighties. And that's right. when I went to school mm -hmm. and then reading more about it, learning more about it, just fueled my fire. I'm like, this is what I want to do. And honestly, when COVID first hit, the surgery center I was working in closed because we were an ambulatory center. So it wasn't, it was elective surgeries. So I really stepped back and did an evaluation of what I wanted to do. What am I doing with my life? Where do I want to be? And through a friend, I learned about the coaching school and that's what really inspired me. So you could say something good came out of the, yeah, COVID, the whole sure. COVID thing. Yeah, for sure. There's, you know, there's been, yes, a lot of tragedy, a lot of personal loss, a lot of financial loss, mm. all the rest, but there has been so much good that has come out of this situation as well. I mean, you think about all the people who have started businesses and I think people have really realized that, you know what, we don't need everything that we've been fighting for mm. and striving for. We don't need all that. We can, we can live a little bit simpler and really drill down and go after the things we want. It's caused people to look at themselves and look within themselves mm. and realize what is important to them. Oh, yes. I totally 100% agree. Yes. What is it that excites or lights you up the most about being an integrative health coach? Mm. Oh, wow. I feel excited when someone reaches out to me and says, hey, Sue, like I'm stuck here or I really want to get to here, but I don't know how. That excites me helping them set their goals and watching them through the process. It's like a metamorphosis, like watching the caterpillar turn into the butterfly. And at yeah. the end, you know, um, I go over, I, I present my clients with all of the milestones and the little tiny steps they took to get where they are. Cause you don't really realize you may not pay attention to all the little victories that you have, but when you look at it on paper, you know, I've had a lot of clients go, wow, I did that. That yeah. is what really excites me the most. And like fires lights me up. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think we as humans do look back and celebrate the small wins and the small successes. Mm. We're too busy worrying about, okay, what's next? What's next? What's next? We don't slow down and, and enjoy and celebrate our little wins. And we should all take notice of that and start doing that more. True. Because so every true. every little success is leading you to a, another place, a better place, a bigger place, yes. a bigger goal, all of that. Oh, that's so true. So what's the long-term plan for your coaching business, Sue? I would love to reach as many people as possible and share my passion of clean, holistic health and living. Also very passionate about removing toxins from your life. There's so many toxins in our daily lives that we don't even know about. And I kind of drive my family a little crazy, you know, like, <laughs> well, don't use that and don't use that. And I, I try to do it gently and just kind of, you know, replace things. But yeah, I'd love to get the word out that it, it's almost like going back to our roots. We can and live, like you said, a more simple, clean life by just, you know, kind of making more room for the, the healthier stuff. Yeah. And so in your coaching business, Sue, do you work specifically and only with women? And if so, why did you decide to focus your energy and business on 
helping to empower women through health and wellness? And why is that so personally important to you? I love that question. I have always been drawn to working with women. I think that's mostly why I got into the delivery room. I I feel the pull of the feminine, the strong will, but also the creative side. And I also work with men in my coaching business, but I think it's funny because a lot of women just are, I think are naturally drawn to me. So I embrace that. I celebrate that. And me being a woman in my mid fifties, I think I could understand more the challenges of what comes with the different age groups, like middle age and what specific challenges are for women as far as their health and their wellness and their family life. And it's very important to me because I've gone through it. I'm here. And when a younger woman comes up to me too, I feel I could use kind of my wisdom Mm -hmm, that I've learned mm -hmm. through the years and say, you know, this is what I found that works for me. What do you think about that? So it's a gentle kind of coaching and directing in the right direction that they want to go in. Yeah. And I think sometimes women tend to put themselves last. Oh, it goes sure. back to, yeah, it goes back to that balance, you know, and empowering women to realize you don't have to always think that you have to put yourself last and don't worry what other people might think of you. If you need that day for you, massage, uh, walking, spending time with your girlfriends, go for it. Because when you come back to your families, you're going to be so much more energized. Are the majority of your clients women though, would you say? Yes. Yes, they are. Okay. So it's just kind of organically happened. It's not Mm -hmm. that you're like intentionally set out to only focus and work on work with women. Correct. Right. Okay. So I'm going to assume here with your involvement in the health and wellness industry, you're a big ad. And of course, women, you're a big advocate of self-love and body positivity, Mm self-worth, confidence, women's empowerment. Can you speak a little bit about what those things mean to you on a personal level? You know, as I've gone through my life, I've learned that it's okay to have self-love and be positive about your body. A lot of women, like I said, whether it's through society or the, the messages they may have gotten when they were growing up, I hear a lot of women put themselves down. Mm-hmm. And I've often spoken to people and I said, what you just said about yourself, would you talk to me like that or your mom or your sister? And they go, oh no, I would never. I said, well, what the the words that you say to yourself really have a big impact and it's okay to feel good about yourself. It's okay to celebrate your wins and your, your achievements, because in the end, that has so much to do with confidence in yourself and empowering yourself. And it's not a bad thing. When you feel empowered, you feel driven to go after your goals and Mm. be your best. And that's what that means to me. Sticking with this theme. In the media, self-love and these these words, self-love and body acceptance and, and body positivity and self-worth, it's almost like they've become buzzwords or the cool words or the in words to use or catchphrases or that kind of thing. Would you agree with that? And if so, do you think that, I mean, obviously the media has played a huge part in that. And, and creating that, what are your thoughts on the whole movement? Hmm. I think you could kind of take that in the positive and the negative, you know, uh, with self-love and women's empowerment, it sometimes I think that women may take that to an extreme and really lose the sight of 
what it organically means um, and, and maybe push a little bit too much. There's this concept of the queen and the king and where each of those entities hold their their power, so to speak. Right. And I, I think when sometimes when women hear that, they think of a queen and they, they maybe think of, well, I'm not going to be empowered if I, you know, maybe do what my husband or my partner wants me to do. I'm going to stand up and, and say no. But I think on the reverse of that, self-love and being empowered and confident says, you know what? I feel confident and powerful enough to stand by my partner, whether it's a man or a woman, okay, it could be two queens or a queen and a king, and really stand in my power and support this person rather than fighting back and saying no, no, no. That being said, there is another tact to that where women have come so far in society. I mean, we have amazing jobs. We can vote. We are CEOs. We could be CEOs of big corporations. So it's finding the balance between that, you know, and not letting it get you, take you away from, you know, who you are as a woman and standing up for yourself. And in the other way, being feminine enough to say, you know what, I'm going to go with the flow. So it's a fine line of balance, right? It is. It really is. Speaking of empowerment, Sue, what does the word empowerment mean to you? Mm, I love that question. When I think of empowerment, I think of a mindset, like a mindset that stimulates a person to push through the unknown. I like, I will push through and prevail. I am empowering myself to rise above maybe something in myself that's saying you can't do that. Something that I'm hearing from somebody else that's negative. So really striving to push forward and get to the other side of what you want to achieve. I really think that's what empowerment means to me. Love it. What drives, motivates, and inspires you to keep going and to keep pushing and excelling at all Mm. that you do? It's funny because in my earlier years, I was in a marriage that wasn't suiting me. And the, uh, my ex-spouse really didn't, I don't think he knew how to help me feel empowered. So I always thought that um, I couldn't do it or I wasn't doing enough. Now, you know, getting to know myself more, I feel my mindset of empowerment knowing that I am capable of anything I put my mind to drives me and inspires me and motivates me to keep pushing, even when I don't know if I could achieve the goal. For example, Mm. 2014, I made the decision to go back to school online to get my bachelor's degree. That's really the way nursing is going. Uh, All nurses are usually required to have a bachelor's degree, depending on the job. And I wanted to prepare myself for the future. So me knowing nothing about computers, but how to get on my email and Facebook, I took the plunge. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, what am I doing? And my children were young. They couldn't really help me with computers. I was divorced. You know, I had a full-time job with two young children. And I'm like, oh my God, I felt like I was jumping into quicksand. Yeah. But I said to myself, okay, I'm going to take one day at a time, one class at a time. And then when I achieved that degree, I looked back and I said, well, I'm really damn proud of myself for what I did. (laughs) And so you should be. Absolutely. That's amazing. Good for you. Yes. See, that's one of those successes, although that one's not a little one. That one is a big success, but congratulations. Mm. You, You should celebrate that and be proud of that moment. Absolutely. 
Thank you. Sue, what do you think your unique skill set or superpower is that's helped you become successful? Oh, I think it's my caring attitude towards others and my ability to connect with people and kind of make them feel at ease. I've, I've dealt with in my career, mostly as a nurse, a lot of doubt and uncertainty that, that my patients were feeling. And, you know, especially when you're having a baby, there's a point in labor where you say, Oh, I can't do this anymore. Just, just make it stop. You know, I, yeah. I'm done. And the human connection and letting people know that I'm here for them. Sometimes that's all they need to hear is I got you. I got your back. I got you. We're going to get through this together. So I think it's kind of my connection with people. Love it. Speaking of success, how do you define the word success? What does that word mean to you? Mm. For me, success means being true to who you are, discovering you and your life purpose and creating an abundant life with that, you know, and, and it may take you 40, 50 years to mm. figure that out, but some people for me, never success, do. Exactly. Yes. And I've seen and met people with all the monetary trappings in the world, mm-hmm. you know, this, that, and the other thing. And, and they're still, they still don't feel like they're successful or happy. Yeah. And, you know, just kind of discovering on your life path, what you are here to achieve. That's for me, success. That's it. You know, <laughs> I wish more people would find their purpose or their mission in life. I mean, that's, that's what life's about. We only get one go around. So why not be as happy as possible. Think about all the time we spend in our lives working. So why not be happy going to a job or doing a job that you love and makes you happy? That's for sure. Absolutely. Sue, what was a turning point in your life and how did that affect you? Mm, I think a turning point in my life actually was when I made the decision to get divorced because I felt pushed down. I felt like my fire was being extinguished and I didn't even know who I was anymore because I was spending so much time and effort living for my ex and trying to make him happy and and doing what I thought would be good for him that I lost myself. And I knew that, you know, however much I had tried to save the marriage wasn't going to work. And I didn't want my children, my two young boys growing up in a household where their mom wasn't as respected as she should be. So I um, made the difficult decision to carry that through. And it affected me, oh my gosh, so profoundly. In the beginning, I was so doubtful. How am I going to get through this? How am I going to make it? And then I remembered the words a good friend had told me. And they had said, every day, you might not feel like you're making strides forward, but one day you're going to look back and see how far you've come. And it was so true. I rediscovered myself and I think I reinvented myself as well. So in a way, you know, it was the thing that needed to happen for me to move on to the point I am now. Part of your journey, right? That There's another one of those successes and milestones yes. and things you need to celebrate. Finding yourself, that is a huge one because so many people go through life not finding themselves, not knowing who mm. the hell they are and <laughs> staying stuck in that. Yes. What would you say is one of the best pieces of advice you've ever received? Oh, when I hear that question, I hear my, my maternal grandmother going, don't chase the boys, let them come to you. (laughs) 
And she told me that I was probably 15 or 16. And I have turned that around into don't chase people. Yeah. You know, if they're meant to be in your life or work with you, then they will either show up or stick there. You know, like I've had so many instances where I've had people in my life that I've reached out to, reached out to, and, you know, haven't heard back from them. And I finally have learned that it's okay to let that go. And I'm, I'll admit, you know, sometimes I'm not the best friend a a week or two will go by and I'm like, Oh crap. I haven't reached out to so-and-so I need to make an effort. And I call them and say, look, I wasn't trying to ignore you. I was wrapped up in my own stuff. How you doing? But I feel that the people who are meant to be in your life will organically show up there. And that will be that. That's a hard one to learn though, and and settle into. It's true. It's so very true. And really, when you think about Mm. it, when you're this whole thing about chasing people, why put energy into something that you have (laughs) no control over? I mean, Mm -hmm. really, you have no control over the situation. If you're meant to connect on whatever level, whether it be business, personal, whatever it is, it'll happen. Yes. And I found that when I let that go, the people who were meant to show up in my life just were popping up in my life. Like, oh, I was meant to meet you because I don't believe there's coincidences. I believe that we have, I agree. you know, a certain life path. Yes, we can veer from it and change it a little bit, but the people who are meant to show up in your life were put there Yeah, for, for a sure. reason. For sure. Yeah. I've yeah. recently had a couple of situations where a couple of people who were in my life have left and mm. it was really bothering me and grating on me. And then I was talking with a, with a couple of different friends and came to the realization that, you know what, don't waste your energy. Don't chase people. If, if it's meant to be, it'll be. If not, mm-hmm. they came into your life for a reason or a season. And then maybe they left because they're making room for more people to come into your life, bigger people, bigger who serve a bigger purpose in your life. It's Ooh, hard though. It's that. really hard to make that adjustment in your own head. And, and mm. it is a mindset piece for sure, but it's, it's hard to get into that mindset. Yes, it can be, it really can be. What makes you feel inspired or like your best self? Mm, I think it's tapping into my heart's purpose. I do love to listen to inspirational stories and read inspirational books. And that helps me to kind of take a step back and say, okay, am I doing what I'm meant to do with my heart? Am I leading with some other part of my, of me that doesn't feel right? So I, I, yeah, I think it's just the tapping into my purpose, Mm -hmm. what I'm here to do. Love it. What would you say is one of the most important things you've learned in your life and what was your life like before learning it? And what was your life like after learning it? This ties into the turning point. And I really think it's don't change for anyone. I mean, you're born with who you are. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I I think as you live your life, you kind of refine who you are, but I think who you are in your core is who you're going to be. And before I learned this, it was like, I was spinning my wheels, trying to make everybody happy. Well, maybe if I do this, this person will like me more. Maybe if I do that, they'll want to hang out with me more, or they'll be happier with me. After learning that my life has been more easeful. If that even if that's a word, you know, <laughs> it, <laughs> if you live your life trying to please others, you're not going to be happy. And I recently have shared this with my older son. He was feeling pressure 
from his father to go to college. And every time we went on the college website, his literally his palms would sweat. And he would say, I can't do this, mom. So I told him, look, you know, why are you doing this? And he would say, well, dad wants me to da, 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 da. And I would right. say, but if you live your life trying to please anybody but yourself, you're not going to be happy and fulfilled. That's what I've learned. And I'm trying to pass that on to you. And I let it go. I just let, I said, you're going to make the decision that you're going to make. I'm going to give you room. I'm going to give you space. And about a month or two later, he comes up to me and he goes, Oh, mom, I want to go to culinary school. <laughs> and this was in go. June. I said, okay, well now it's June. Let's get on the move. But he did yeah. it. I, I, I tried not to be that helicopter mom <laughs> and just let <laughs> And it's hard. It's it is. Really hard. It is hard for sure. Yeah. The trap of people pleasing. Uh-huh. It, it leads yes. to, it leads to a miserable existence. Of course. Oh God. Yes. And see, he found his way. You give him the space, you give them the time, they'll find their way. And you know what? Going off to university or college or whatever is not the be all and end all. If you're not mm-hmm. going to be happy doing that, why would we push our kids into mm-hmm. doing something like that? That makes no sense because they'll just be miserable doing it. And really, <laughs> when it comes down, it's a waste of money if they're not mm-hmm. going to enjoy it. Absolutely. Yes. What would you say is one of your biggest failures? And I don't like using that word, but life, mm. le- we'll call it life lessons or teachable moments. And what did you learn from that? Hmm. I hate to go back. I, I No, I shouldn't say that. I'm going to go back to the, see, it's funny when my, my marriage quote unquote failed, I was so, what's the word I'm looking for? I was embarrassed, especially going to my parents and saying, this is what's going on. Cause I know they had, you know, paid for the wedding and this was 19 years I was married. So it wasn't like two months, Yeah. but kind of owning up to, okay, this didn't work out. What can I do with this? But of sorts, it really, it was a failure, but it wasn't a failure because I learned to rely on myself and I learned that no matter what I am here for me and I am going to be, you know, the be all end all I am the, I'm my rock. And if someone else comes in my life and, and is a great partner, then great. So be it. But if not, I know I have my back and, you know, it, it was a long time getting there, but I got there. Again, piece of the mindset puzzle, right? And someone told me there are no failures, only feedback. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that. Sue, if you could set up a billboard anywhere, where would you put it? And what would it say? Oh boy. Wow. I would kind of gear it toward women, young and young women and mature women. And maybe it would say something like, Hey ladies over 40, the best is yet to come. And maybe have a picture of like a mature woman and maybe have a picture of a young girl. Ladies under 40, listen to your mom, grandmother, (laughs) (laughs) or listen to that lady over on the other side of the billboard. She knows what she's talking about. Because of course, when we're younger, our parents tell you this and that, we go, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we go back to them years later, (laughs) humbly and say, you know what? You were right about that. You know, (laughs) I would probably put it 
maybe near a college, like where would you put it where you'd reach a lot of younger women or maybe mm -hmm. here near an OBGYN office? Hey, you, going <laughs> <laughs> in that door. Because yeah. I mean, my, my other thought was maybe like the Empire State Building, like somewhere right. in a big city, you know, where you'd get the, the attention. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a hard pill to swallow when we're kids, yeah. you know. It's like, yeah, yeah, you think you know everything and right. you know, your parents don't know shit and they're just bugging <laughs> and and being a pain in the ass, but hey, they've been through this stuff. They've been they've got some experience in life and they know a little bit about things. So, but it you don't listen. You just you don't no. as kids and I think it's great that some of the kids, when they do grow up, they do go back and say, you know what, you were right, I should have listened, but <laughs> give the parents that acknowledgement, you know? Yes, absolutely. What's your personal motto? Mm. Oh, I have to say attitude of gratitude because like with that. my, oh, and it's funny because I've worked with a bunch of people, you know, grumpy people, happy people, and the people who... <laughs> The grumpier people would come to me and say, how could you be so happy? Like, look at what's going on, blah, blah, blah. I said, you know what? I'm here. I got out of bed. I'm, I'm breathing, you know? And, you woke and up on the I, green side of the grass I woke, today. <laughs> exactly. I, and I knew someone who, always, who I would say to him, hey, it's like the sun is shining. And he would be like, well, it's going to rain later. And, <laughs> you know what? What in the world? How have you gotten this far in life? You know, yeah. and, and those are usually the people who bring the crap on themselves. You know, oh, I don't know why, you know, this and that is happening. And, and sometimes I say, like, look at your attitude. Okay, maybe you have two cents in the bank. But, you know, if you could picture and focus on what's to come, you know, yeah. I, I'm a big proponent in manifesting. Yeah, so if you sure. have an attitude of gratitude, there's only you can only manifest the better things. That's right. I agree with you 100%. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to jump into a little rapid fire section. So the next grouping of questions just be two, three, four word answer type thing. Okay. Gotcha. What is the first thing you think when I say the word future? Infinite possibilities. What's your favorite stress reducing <laughs> activity? Mm, yoga and going to the beach. How would you describe yourself <laughs> in one word? Mm, goddess. I love it. That's awesome. <laughs> what would your family and friends list as a couple of your best characteristics? Loyal, funny, caring, intelligent. If you could teach the world one thing, what would it be? Educate yourself. What's one thing you want but cannot buy with money? Mm, world peace. If you could change one thing about the world, what would you change? Mm. Eradicate COVID. <laughs> <laughs> Mom life is? Oh, crazy, powerful, rewarding, and exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> All rolled into one. Early yes. bird or night owl? Oh, early bird. If you're writing your autobiography, what would the title be? Oh, just when she thought she was done with her book, new chapters kept unfolding. <laughs> <laughs> that concludes our rapid fire session. Now back to our regularly scheduled program. <laughs> so what's the most recent investment you've made in yourself? Realizing I am worth investing in and oh, in self-development. I like that. Mm, yes. That is awesome. <laughs> what's an unexpected blessing or occurrence in your life that you're grateful for? 
I would say meeting my husband. He has inspired me in the most amazing ways to keep striving for my best and just getting into self-improvement and gratitude. It's, it's amazing. And also my sons, having my sons has been a very uh, amazing part of my life as well. It's an amazing thing when you have that cheerleading section, when mm-hmm. you have that support. It's, I mean, it's an integral part, I think, of entrepreneurship, but just life in general. It's great to have and to know that people have your back and support what you do. Absolutely. 100%. What does the best version of Sue look like when you close your eyes and imagine it? Mm. Feeling successful beyond belief with my goals, my, my heart's purpose in life, being happy, a little bit more fit and toned, but really looking into what my heart's purpose is and, and you know, successful that way. What do you do to keep yourself inspired every day and to mm. inspire others? I love listening to inspirational people such as Wayne Dyer, Joe Dispenza, Louise Hay, and, and meditating on what I've learned through them. Love it. Yeah. If you could sit down and have a one hour conversation with anyone in the world, alive or dead, who would it be and why? Oh boy. I'd have to pick both of my grandmothers because I didn't take the, I don't think I took enough time when I, when they were alive to really tap into their knowledge and their wisdom. Yeah. Okay. Do if you could go back and give your younger self one piece of advice, what would that piece of advice be? <laughs> Take that chance and move to California. (laughs) (laughs) Lastly, Sue, if you were to deliver your last 30-second speech to the world, what would that last 30 seconds sound like? What would you say to people? Oh, gosh. We are all brothers and sisters. Remember that color, creed, race really don't matter. We're here to help each other thrive. Give back, take each morning to practice gratitude for where you are and all the blessings you have and tell everybody you love them and just follow your heart and treat yourself. Love it. Thank you so much, Sue, for sharing a bit about your story and your journey with us and being part of the Empowerography community. I'm so honored and happy to have you as a member of the Empowerography community. It's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you and learning a bit more about your journey and what you do. I appreciate you and I appreciate you taking the time to be here today. Thank you very, very much for having me. I'm very honored to have been a part of your podcast and your um, your Empowerography group. Yes, yes. My pleasure and my honor. Once again, my name is Brad Walsh, host of your Empowerography podcast. Today, my guest has been Sue West. She is an RN and an integrative health coach. Thanks so much, Sue. I hope you have an amazing rest of the day. You as well. Thank you. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast. If you haven't yet, please be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share with all your friends. You can find me at visuphoria.ca, follow me on Instagram at Empowerography Podcast, and on Facebook at Empowerography. Please join me next time for another inspirational story from yet another amazing woman.